1: And just like that, no undefeated teams remain in the 2022 NFL season. All it took to defeat the mighty Philadelphia Eagles was a run-in with the Washington Commanders, And maybe a run-in with the NFL Live Curse. I mean, I don't want to make it about us, It uh, all picked the Eagles. Whoops. Uh, RT, you would have picked them too, even though you weren't here yet. I, were. I, I picked
2: them in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's right. It Clark. made me
2: think it was real. I know. It really I'm did. This was the now. one that made like, me think it was real. I had gotten
1: over it, now I'm a little worried. That's Marcus Spears, that's Dan Orlovsky. Dan thinks it's real, too. Mina Kimes oh, is going to join is. us in a bit for a special conversation about a league-defining trend that you do not want to miss. We've got the green boys over here, Money Green. But first, let's go back to Monday Night Football and tell you all about it. Blue. Jalen Hurts <laughs> trying to remain undefeated at home, hosting the Commanders. Start of the fourth quarter, Eagles trail 23-14, to Hurts finding Devontae Smith.
3: Yeah, really good job of realizing pressure, giving it to Devontae where the chance where he could turn and catch runs. They're Ground making him. a
1: comeback, the deficit now 23-21, to 21 under 10 minutes of play, Hurts, the short pass to Dallas Goddard, mm. but he's hit from behind, the ball comes loose. The Might Brandon's be a face pass. They think they have a touchdown. Guys, look at this, though. Might've what been. would you see here, Dan?
3: Well, a really good job on the Washington defense. First of all, retracing. That's not might to be a face mask. It <laughs> is. Missed call by the officials, but credit Washington. They chased after the football.
1: So the commanders would convert the turnover into a field goal lead, 26-21. to 21, Under six minutes to go. Now Eagles still trailing Time. birds. Wanting to go deep, connecting with Quez Watkins, making the diving catch, and Watkins gets up to run. But once again, the Commanders forcing these plays to happen. A huge swing in momentum as turnovers haunting the Eagles in this game. A minute 45 to play, 37 for Washington. Taylor Heineke feeling the pressure coming, gives himself up. But Brandon Graham comes in late with a hit. Unnecessary roughness, that was the call. It's an automatic first down for the Commanders. We'll see it again. Uh, Heineke taking the knee, giving himself up there. All right, nobody wants to talk about it. Let's see what Nick Sirianni has to say after this loss, first of the year for the Eagles.
4: Like, whether the calls were bad or
3: whether the calls were good or whatever it was, I think when you play the way we did tonight, when you play the way we did on all three phases, you know, like offense, defense, special teams, coaching, right, when you play like that, it seems like everything's going against you. You create your own luck, and, and we played like crap, whether it was the right call or wrong call. And so we made our own luck today, and and uh, and we and it, it was bad.
1: All right, so Sirianni not making any excuses, played like crap. Marcus, how were the commanders, though, able to hand the Eagles their first loss of the
2: season? Stuck to their identity. Uh, I think outside of Terry McLaurin, the best part of this team is their run game with uh, Robinson and Gipp and then third down conversions. Mm -hmm. And I think like it gets lost sometimes because we've seen so many explosive offenses that we don't understand. We, We get enamored with the big third downs late in games. But I think into the third quarter, the commanders were 10 for 13 on third down and they put themselves in favorable positions outside of some penalties that they had that put them behind the chains and then heineke was able to make some throws and get them out of those situations the one thing too and i didn't have this earlier washington's effort Mm. like the way they played as a four and five football team Everything circling this team. You yeah. come in to Philly with an undefeated team, they Everything hard going there. Coaching that man, they man. play. The they effort do. is the reason why <laughs> some of those turnovers took place.
3: Yeah, I think the third down stuff you're speaking to is going to be a little bit more of a tentacle thing for the conversation we're about to have a little bit. You think yeah. what happened with Green Bay and Tampa Bay yeah. this weekend. Uh, Jordan Davis matters more than I ever anticipated for the Eagles' defense. When he's on the field, they stop the run at 3.9 yards per carry. When he's not, it's 5.1. Wow. That's the difference between the third run defense and the 29th. Last night, Washington did a really nice job of attacking their front with pullers. You know, they got guys in motion, double kick out, whether it was in the gun, Robinson just got up inside. Marcus, that's like first down, now four or five yards. Yeah. Here comes another puller. Where's that motion, kick out, a little counter. Robinson's got really good feel for like setting those pullers and getting up inside of them. The gap scheme stuff was really good. This time we'll pull the backside guard and the backside tackle. Motion, there you go. So set that motion, get people flowing one way, and get back inside Absolutely. the other way. I think the thing, reason why Washington did it was it seemed like Philadelphia was really committed to run their five-man front, and that's a little bit better of a scheme to attack that five-man front, get the double, Doubles. double teams yep. and kickouts. It was really impressive the way that they attacked that five-man grouping for Philly. Well, I think when you look
5: at the Philadelphia Eagles, right, the sky could be falling. We were undefeated team. We lost to a team that was below 500, but sometimes this is good. Firstly, I want to say it's very hard to win games in NFL, very which tough. is why Mercury Morris is popping the champagne, making whack raps right now, <laughs> right? Because it's difficult to go undefeated. Right. But you look at this game and you think mm-hmm. about the fact that Washington did hustle and create those turnovers, but you feel like those things are fix- fixable, right? A.J. Brown has the football hit him right in his hands yep. and it pops into the defender's hands and he makes a great play. So these are all things you're looking at and saying, okay, we can get in and work. The one thing you can't convince grown men of when they Win is to feel like they lost. It's very difficult. It's very difficult to get on the finer, small, minute details of football when a guy feel like, man, we just keep winning. We just keep ending up in the right place. Now Nick Sirianni saying that they played like crap, can go into the meeting today and say, we need to be better. We can be beaten at any time by anyone. And by not executing as we did last night, we were. If you want to win it all, we have to improve.
1: And maybe, to your point, this loss comes at a nice time in the season for them to really kind of get their focus back in. That's what A.J. Brown said today. He
2: was I'm happy it happened. I will say say this real quickly. If the Washington Commanders play like that, that's a hard football team to beat. Right. Because yeah. they are physical at both of their lines. I also don't think they scrimmages. can go to
3: Carson once. Tyler Heine- Heineke is doing yeah, he, that job. Yeah,
2: he needs to be the Come well,
3: guy. Come on. You like, said
5: it, you, Dan. No need to even say it. Probably. If they go back yeah. to Carson, Probably. I already told y'all, bro, if you want your backup to play really good, Hire Carson Wentz.
2: Um, so
1: proud. <laughs> I know. Taylor or, or if you want the entire team to play really hard for the backup, he played. Apparently, played you need Arthur to get Carson this Wentz. This is not. All right, yeah. some major news out of Philly this afternoon is Dallas Goddard expected to miss extended time after injuring his shoulder on a missed face mask call in the fourth quarter. Right. Dan, how big a deal is this? This is
3: massive. We're talking about a top five dude at the position this year. I mean, he's having an All Pro caliber season, especially. I mean, he's on track: seventy-five catches, thousand yards, and six touchdowns. And if we think about Philadelphia. One, he's their best screen guy. Two, they are notorious for getting into that three-by-zero formation. Trips to the field, him backside in that boundary, and every read or more often than not starts with him. Also, in their zone read RPO game, yeah. that really does a good job at defining some of the stuff man or zone. So. This is a massive, massive loss moving forward for Philadelphia. Goddard
1: ranks second among tight ends in receiving yards this season, trailing only Travis Kelsey to put in mm. perspective how impactful he is for this team. He real do. More injury news want to get you guys' take on here. We start with Washington, where sources tell our Adam Schefter that Chase Young expected to be activated and play this week. Of course, Young returning from a torn ACL and MCL last November. Marcus, with this addition, vault Washington back into the wild card picture for you. You're telling us that people don't want to see the Commanders.
2: I believe it will. This defensive line has decided to play together. Um, You know, I was critical of them a year ago about playing too selfish and individualized. With Chase Young coming back, hopefully he's been able to take that time to see the game uh, from a different perspective. And as long as he gets healthy, we know how dominant he can be off the edge. And he's a guy that you have to pay extra extra attention to. So John Allen, De'Ron Payne, Montez, Sweat, Jobs become easier okay. because of him returning.
1: Man, that D-line. All right, to L.A. next, where wide receiver Cooper Cuff is scheduled to undergo ankle surgery this week. Head coach Sean McVay says Cuff has been placed on IR, meaning... He's going to miss a minimum of four weeks. Dan, does this officially end any hopes of a Rams playoff run? Yeah,
3: their season was done before this. Um, They were getting that post-Super Bowl injury bug, similar to what Tampa Bay got last year. Let me be very clear. Matthew Stafford should not take another snap this season with Cooper Cup mm. out. There's no need to play him. They also lost two more offensive linemen today. That is seven out of their starting or top eight offensive linemen that are done for the season. Do not put that quarterback back there without that receiver.
1: Uh, that's too big of an investment. Interesting point. Bad news down in Miami this week is Dolphins defensive end Emmanuel Ogba will need surgery to repair a torn tricep. The injury will put Ogba out for the rest of the season. RC, how
5: big a blow is this for the Dolphins well, I think it's a huge blow, but it's it's not as big of a blow when you have a guy like Bradley Chubb and you go out and make that acquisition at the trade deadline. But it is about depth. And Marcus understands this. When you look at the defensive line, it's about being able to run waves of guys nice. at the yeah. offense and also having an opportunity yeah. to give guys spells so they can be the best at what they do in the most opportune time. When you look at his stats, he wasn't the guy that was lighting up the stat sheet, but he yeah. was someone who was steady, understood what his job was, and a player that could spell some of these stars on the all-defensive line.
1: Yeah, especially Fred Legs. You think yeah. about a playoff run and who yeah. they're going to have to go up against potentially. Absolutely. Probably more impactful than uh, we initially thought. We're just getting started here on NFL Live. You guys, Bucks former coach Bruce Arians has a pretty eye opening assessment of the team's recent turnaround. Wait to hear how the ghost Tom Brady fits into all of this. Plus, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers broke their losing streak with a win over Marcus' Cowboys Sunday. Hey. RC says they may have unpacked a know? new role for the reigning MVP. Oh. Woo. Okay. Okay. Look at these fits. All right. So, RC, what did you like last night out of Philly? You got Jalen Hurts in the magenta on magenta,
5: hey. or Devontae Smith, the autumnal palette. What's doing it hey, for man, you? Hey, man, these boys are cutting up. Listen, I like them both. These are two dudes that been to the Heisman finals. They understand the hype of fashion. And when you show up at the game like this, though, guys, you can't lose. <laughs> I know, man. They got that Ooh. Christmas you, suit on. though. Know. you showed up main event <laughs> ready, and you let you fought like you was on the undercard. We all Uh-oh. we all wearing Christmas awesome. suit. <laughs> hey,
4: the Christmas suit is fresh
2: though. <laughs>
0: Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be.
1: We're back on NFL Live, and as Marcus Spears astutely pointed out yesterday, Aaron Rodgers always plays the Cowboys tough. Seems that, that was certainly the case in Mike McCarthy's return to Lambeau Sunday. Rogers and Christian Watson got a nice rhythm on his way to throwing three touchdowns and getting back to more <coughs> Rogers-like ways. Sorry, I'm choking. All right, Rob Dermofsky is joining us now. Rob, do the Packers think they can sustain the success they had against the Cowboys and carry it into this week beyond to save their season? I'm literally crying right now. Go ahead, Rob. <laughs>
6: Well, don't use the word sustainable about, around Aaron Rodgers. He, he said today that it's all week to week and that you've got to find your identity throughout the season. Well, Laura, it's taken 11 weeks, but they might have finally found something. And for the first time all year, they've hit some deep shots against the Cowboys, enter Christian Watson, while also staying committed to the run with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And Rodgers was asked today if he saw that type of performance coming not necessarily no um, I hope for a better performance for sure but uh, you know I think it was first time we've got Christian really through a game and got him some opportunities and then we ran the football really well I Thought our offensive line played great I thought the pass protection was really good um, and you know we stuck with the run the entire game it was effective even the fourth quarter we had a bunch of runs that actually set up some of the some of the game-winning uh, plays for us in the passing game. Is sure. that
2: sustainable? Those things you're talking about?
6: There? I don't know. I mean, sustainable has become one of those words that gets said a little bit too much, I think, this year. So I'm going to stay away from the uh, sustainable. It could change the way teams defend the Packers, though. I asked Christian Watson after he caught those deep balls, I asked him today if he expects changes in coverage, and he said, quote, they're going to have to cover the whole field, which will open up other guys. And, Laura, speaking of other guys, They might get Randall Cobb back this week. He's been on injured reserve with an ankle injury, but he was talking today like there's a chance that he could go on Thursday night against the Titans here at Lambeau Field.
1: I love it, Rob. Thanks so much for joining us here on NFL Live. They're going to put me on injured reserve if I don't watch out. All right, (laughs) uh, uh, let's get to to RC here. Time to read and react. We're going to stay with Rodgers and the Packers. Green Bay had a clear game plan on Sunday. Run the ball, utilize the play-action passing game off of that, and the Packers ran the ball on 62% of their plays, the highest rate in any game, started by Aaron Rodgers in his career. Rodgers used play-action on nearly half of his dropbacks, which resulted in a season-high 148 passing yards when using play-action. RC, is this a winning formula you think for the Packers going forward?
5: You don't know if they can win constantly like this, but I know they'll lose if they don't do it. Uh, and this is what the Green Bay Packers have to be. Dan has been talking about this since the offseason. He did a whole form on getting under center, running the football, and getting into the play-action pass. Finally, Matt LaFleur went back to his foundation, to his base, and there was pre-snap motion. He used jet sweep motion, and then he was able to get vertical with the run while drawing your eyes ho- horizontally and let Aaron Rodgers push the football down the field. This team needs to be defense, running the ball, allow one of the best that's ever played, to be the best when he needs to, not the entire game. You
1: know, I hate to admit it, but Dan kept telling us the Packers were going to be just fine. He might have been on to something, at least if they followed this formula.
2: 207 damn yards.
1: What? Yeah, I know. Crazy. Uh, All right, so let's talk about Tampa, where after losing it. three straight, Tom Brady and company seem to be back on track. They've won the last two. Brady's former coach and current Bucs senior advisor, Bruce Arians, was asked about the criticism of offensive coordinator Byron Lefwich during the three-game losing streak, said, quote, I don't think it was fair to Byron. Nobody is going to say that Tom Brady was playing bad, but he was playing bad. We also had growing pains on a young offensive front, and we weren't running well. There comes a time as a play caller when you're losing yards running the ball, and you say, "Forget this. I'm putting the ball in Tom's hands." It's interesting calling out Brady a little bit there, Swaggy. What do you make of airing? Who
2: am Sester? I to argue with BA? But BA, we gonna argue today because you find another damn way to run the football. You go horizontal. You figure out different concepts and schemes with a young offensive line. Tom Brady has thrived his entire career off play action. That's why he's the goat. That's why he's been phenomenal at what he does. And I. I get it I understand we want the ball in his hands because things are going wrong and we've seen him deliver from time and time again but ultimately the reason why this team thrives and the only chance they have at a Super Bowl run is to find some semblance of the run game to have that be effective enough for Tom Brady to be the G-O-A-T that we become <laughs> accustomed to standing in the shotgun all day long, all game long, at 45, with a weak interior offensive line, that ain't going to get nothing done, B.A. That's
1: not going to do it. And you know it's a big GOAT when you spell out the GOAT, you know, just in case. Can I, can not I jump
2: to on that real quick on yeah, the back really end?
1: Quick, I want got-
3: everyone at home to understand it's not that the play-action pass helps Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. It helps everybody else on the yes, offense. Lord.
1: Yes, Lord. Okay. Uh, let's go to Chicago. Now you get to do your thing, okay? Uh, you had a comment on that one, too. Each of the last two weeks, two. Justin Fields has done something that had never been done by any player in NFL history. Last week, he became the first player to throw for three touchdowns and run for 150 yards in the same mm. game. And on Sunday, Fields became the first player to have at least two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, That'll and 100 look. rushing yards in a regular season game. It has been fun to watch with him. Where have you seen the biggest growth, though, from
3: Fields over these last Quarterbacking. Weeks? and. and mm-hmm. He's showing everybody that quarterbacking is coachable, and there's a difference between wanting to leave the pocket and having to leave the pocket. Perfect example against the Detroit Lions. Now, that is like your tackle box that we call the pocket, right? Watch Justin here. He gets into this moment right now. He's like, I want to leave the pocket. Now, he resets. I don't have to. Now, I have to because Detroit has one on their blocks. Not only that. But look at his eyes. I talk about this every week with Justin, keeping his eyes downfield, points to Pringle, find that little soft spot in the area. So he goes through that process in play of wanting to leave, hanging in there versus needing to leave. Perfect example again. Justin normally, or in the past, would run from this pocket. Instead, he hangs in there for four and a half seconds and finds a window in that zone to deliver the football. I've talked so many times about the mechanics for Justin. That has showed up. I've talked about it keeping eyes downfield. That has showed up. This time, it's hanging in the pocket and not leading until you ha- or leaving until you have to. Every single week, there's the coachable quarterback traits that start to show up. The athleticism, that's the uncoachable stuff. But the coachable stuff, he continues to check week after week after week. It's as encouraging a performance quarterback-wise as anybody in the league, maybe outside of Tua.
1: Yeah, no one's doubting this now. But, I mean, Bears, you got your quarterback for the very distant future. Anything else you want to comment on before we go? No. (coughs) Uh I'm never going to live that down. I don't know what happened. All right, still to come, we discuss why the old school has become the new school with the return of the run game in the NFL. Hear why one of us thinks it has to do with the evolution of the D-line. We'll be right back.
6: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now, let's
0: talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team.
6: Snap to the face mask of a Mahomes
3: the Holmes throws it late. He's got Justin Watson. Steps up, fires, touchdown. Tyreek Hill. Perfect
2: throwing. Catch fires a deep one downfield for Dave Davis. the catch. He's gonna save him into the end zone.
3: He is going deep for AJ Brown, who leaps, comes down for to the football. It's a touchdown. So we are obviously in the era of the high-flying quarterback in the NFL, the talented quarterback in the NFL. But what's happening in the league isn't necessarily attached to their ability to throw the football. Really the most dominant aspect of theme-wise going on in the NFL right now is return of the run game. Marcus Spears is going to love this one. So we're going to start here. Right now, league-wide average this season in 2022, yards per completion is at 11 yards. Look at this number for home. That's the lowest since 1933, we're talking 90 years. That's the first year they started playing playoff games. So every completion in the NFL is the lowest amount in 90 years. So what's that mean for the run game? Overall, the league is averaging 4.5 yards per carry. That's the highest in NFL history. Think about that, completions are down, run game, at it it's average is all the way up. So what's that doing? The league-wide scoring average is 21.8. That's the lowest in 13 seasons. What we're seeing right now in the NFL, even though these talent quarterbacks are wildly talented, is the importance of running the football, being committed to doing it, doing it well, and that's really shaping how well your football team can win and play games offensively, not how far the quarterback can throw the football.
1: So, Marcus, from the D-line perspective of this, as you hear Dan's offensive side, you know you love the run game, but how have D-lines affected what these offenses are doing?
2: You know, I go back to when you and I were covering SEC Network, and I had a conversation with Nick Saban about how differently he had to start recruiting because of the way offense was morphing into athletes in space. And quarterbacks getting the ball out of their hands quickly, and you had to have big, you had to have dudes that were athletic enough to pursue from behind, and you had to have long, rangy linebackers in order to cover these tight ends who were now being ushered into offenses as being premier guys, as we still see with Travis Kelsey, and obviously talking about Goddard who just got injured. When I was even in the league, your D tackles were 350. They were space eaters. They were to, they were our job, even when I was playing in a 3-4 with Bill Parcells, our job was to absorb offensive linemen so linebackers could run free. Right? That was the way you stopped the run. Now today, you got Aaron Donald playing D tackle at 275, yeah. who can backdoor and is fast enough at times to get down the line of scrimmage to get a back on the ground. But oh when you miss. It's a gap the size that you could drive a bus through. So now what we're seeing a part of this run game, one, you don't practice it enough. I've been telling you that. Two, you don't have the guys physically that can sustain 40 runs a game. They're just not built like that anymore. I eat to your point. Why do you think? that when Jordan Davis is on the field for the Philadelphia Eagles, yeah. the run game is minuscule well, as opposed to one him of being my, out. One
3: of my notes was written down. was when was the last time a defensive tackle was come out in the drafter was really good and he was young and we called him a space eater. We don't, we don't talk
2: to him. Don't way. say it it's anymore. can he get to the quarterback, yep.
3: right? Can he get to the yep. quarterback? That was one of the things I wrote down. That's why teams offensively, we know that. We, that's why we're going to continue to attack you with the run because you don't have the guys that
5: can stop it. Absolutely. Well, I think everything catches up right, to what's the main thing. And when you are morphing offensively into these spread offenses and you're throwing the football around, now defenses morph as well. Right now, defensively, I don't want the defensive end. I don't want Reggie White. I don't want Michael Strahan. I want Von Miller. And that's why guys like T.J. White can be the defensive uh, player, players of the year because they're fast, because they're agile, because they can bend, because they're quick. And also think about the back end now. All we're teaching these kids is footwork. We're teaching these kids technique, right? Like my son right now can coach in the NFL as a defensive backs coach because that's all I've ever taught him is how to play the position. And so now we're seeing the Patrick Sertan Juniors. We're seeing the Jalen Ramsey and these long, rangy guys who have technique, skill, athleticism. And you can minimize some of the great players on the outside. But what you can't do is now when you move inside and you say, you know what? It used to be I want Roy Williams, but now i got to get somebody that can roll down the slot. Now i got to go get Quay Walker or a backer that can match up with the tight end. The one thing we used to praise in football was physicality. We no longer praise that. And so now when the offense says, oh, you've got this guy, so he can run sideline to sideline, let's see if he wants to get punched in the mouth. RC,
3: yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. So I, I think one of the parts of this is that defenses have way more answers for coverage. Or the pass game. Absolutely. They got yeah. way more answers. We see the middle field open that we've talked about. We see the match coverage that we talked about. I look at it like this. Teams play so much nickel defense right now. Like, 65% of the league lives in nickel when it comes to snaps. And the nickels that come into the NFL, their, their number one goal or ability is coverage. Yeah. Not like, I grew up in the era, and this like, Antoine Winfield. Ma, he was a, a killer. He, he was 50-50, though. Yep. He, he could he cover. He could hit. And he could hit. hit. Nowadays, when I, I want to get you as a defense into nickel because I'll run right at you because I know you might win one rep, but I want to see if you can play over 35 and over run and over snaps again. Yep. as yep. a nickel back since you want to live in that. Yep.
1: Let's get Mina Kimes in here. Mina, what do you see hey, in your numbers? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hi.
7: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, my first thought was, okay, well, what is quarterback rushing production? How is that factoring into this? Sure. And it is a big part of the reason why rushing overall is up. Um, but even when you take out quarterbacks, runs only by running backs are up on early downs. So my second reaction was, why well, are they running into more light boxes? That's also a league-wide trend. And they weren't up as much. They're up a bit on early downs, but not as much as I thought. What has changed dramatically, and this is what I think is a, is a pretty big factor, is the types of runs we are seeing on early downs. League-wide, so far this season, outside zone, inside zone are down. Gap runs are up. And not only are they up, guys, they are way more productive on early downs. Look at those numbers on power and counter. And if you don't like yards per carry, success rate is also way up. To me, Mm -hmm. and I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this, I have to think this is a response to some of the changes defenses have been making. When Kyle Shanahan and Mike, Sean McVeigh and the Shanahan scheme became you know, more popular in the NFL, you saw more defenses. We talked about this, leaning on those bare fronts, ways to stop zone runs. And as you guys know, the counterpunch, no pun intended, is, the is gap runs. So yeah. I'd like to hear if you think that this is a, a schematic change as well and maybe yeah. offenses reacting to how defenses reacted to offenses.
5: It, it's both roster changes. It's both. De- it's also development and it is about schemes. It's about the fact that now these teams have caught up to what Sean McVay and what some of these other – the Shanahan's are doing where, where you're using horizontal eye candy to attack us in different ways. You're yeah. totally right. And now that they've taken that away, right, what you've done is I'm going to recruit. I'm going to develop. I'm going to draft players that can do this. And what the offenses have, offense yeah. has said is now – We're going to make those players who have been trained their entire (laughs) life to go side to side side come forward. And that's not only in what they've been trained to do athletically, it's what they've been trained to do mentally and intellectually and technique-wise as far as skill, and they're taking advantage of that. How difficult
1: is it to make that change all of a sudden? I mean, offenses have done this adjustment. Defenses have to be like, what are we going to do? Well,
2: you're talking to the guy. Because (laughs) I played a 4-3 defensive end Mm -hmm. at LSU. The edge was already set by my alignment. Mm-hmm. I got to Dallas and we played a three-four. And to Mina's point, guess what scheme gave us the most problems? Yeah. Kyle yeah. Shanahan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No
3: zone. Because yeah, it was cause, so cause rare. Because no, we now your technique. We were you're built to play
2: power yep. encounters. That's the take what on we practiced blocks. all the time. Yeah. Take on blocks, big physical. I tell you all the time the story. Larry Allen and Flozell Adams was the first guys that I had to play against right. yep. when I was in the NFL. Everything was coming at you. Right. That's why there were defensive ends, to your point, what yep. you said earlier, 280, mm-hmm. 290. Right. Yeah. Now you got Vaughn and D. Ware yep. who started playing it at 265, 245. So, Dio, to that point, and I love what Mina just showed. Because powers and counters were the two plays in the NFL when I started. If you could, if you could not stop it, you were going to lose. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. the physicality.
5: (laughs) The physicality. To your point about Jordan Davis, here's what I Marcus, can I? The only reason we like Jordan Davis is because he could do little people things. Yeah. He Mm. is a space eater. Right. But you pick him because we watch him do little people stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Mina. Yeah, Mark. Well, Marcus, I I actually went back and looked at the last ten years. Power has never been more efficient than it is right, right now, now in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild how productive
3: it is. So MK I find the fact that you found that stuff fascinating candidly. Like the, Whoa, the, the, you know like she's like, she's like
5: smarter than everybody. Yeah, you yeah. know. And then the greatest researcher. <laughs> no, it, exactly.
7: The numbers are from PFF, too. So yeah, it it hits so well. Yeah.
3: I think there's a couple reasons. So, remember the rule change. Part of this is the rule change with the zone scheme that they no longer can cut the cut back the side black. of yep. guys. Yep. So, that minimizes the use of it. You're exactly right with the motion because I'm, I'm making you look at something this way, and then i got a puller coming back that way. I think the size of the defensive tackle has got to take on double teams. Like, they don't rep. taking a double team on anymore because of that. I think the spread of our offenses has helped us a little bit, the RPO game. Because if you watch the RPO game, I I meet with these college coaches every week as well. The thing that they say all the time, force the handoff. Force the handoff. Mm -hmm. Slow Mm -hmm. to go. Slow to go. So there's so many elements that are coming into the NFL world. When it when you look at it, that is benefiting us to both we capable and willing culture to run the changed, ball. Culture change,
5: though, too, y'all. Like the culture of football is different. Yeah. They yeah.
3: want, they wanted
5: to State put State. Andre Cisco in jail this weekend for that. Don't for the it. way that but, he was hitting. it was the, It was praised when, when I was yep. growing up. Yep. But I'm yep. interested
3: that the scoring is down, even with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Slower. Jackson and Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts and, and these these superstar talents at yeah. quarterback. It's almost like these defenses are take saying, this year, no. take,
2: take this year what we've been saying, right? We talked about Dallas' rabbit package. Yeah. You don't want to get in third down. Why? Right. All athletes, all those guys are defensive ends yeah. and linebackers. Yeah. We talked about when we were getting ready for the Dallas game, what did you say? I'd run right at Micah Parsons. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since when you heard somebody say, I'll run right at Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> right.
0: and, 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 and the other thing is right. this. For yeah. as
2: great as Aaron Donald has been, I had this conversation with Warren Sapp, and me and Sapp, I, I love to do, but we go tit for tat because I think AD is the greatest defensive tackle to ever play. And Sapp said, yeah, but I wonder if he ever lied lying down and played 35 double teams in one game. Mm. Mm. That's fair. Yeah. Good That's point. fair, so guys are being judged very differently yeah. based on what has happened and transpired it, offensively it's in this league.
1: It's a different game to, yeah. to all of our points, even though this is a bit of a throwback conversation. Totally. So, Mina, to that point, to finish us off here, which teams are really I, I doing this well this. as we
7: talk about the return <laughs> well, of the running game? This is, uh, Dan, you're going to love this. Who do we associate outside zone with? Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan, they're a gap team now. <laughs> and Dallas, by the way. Dallas is a very diverse run scheme. Yeah, I knew Dan was <laughs> – uh, By the way, the top three teams in terms
1: of most yards per rush this season are the Bears, Ravens, and Bills. The leading rusher for each of those teams, huh. by the way, is the quarterback. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as you think about what's working well – this was really interesting, guys. Thanks, Mina, for joining us Thank on this okay. special conversation. Bye, okay. Up next, it's Touchscreen Tuesday with Dan and RC. They show us how the Packers' defense was able to mess with the Cowboys to come up with some takeaways. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Let's keep back going in the commercial I, I, break. So I feel
3: like there's more. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Literally, San Francisco wow. was the team that jumped out. It was like, oh, yeah. there's one zone anymore. They poke people all the time nowadays.
2: And even, too, we had a play that reminded remember
5: Hey, everybody, touch screen Tuesday, they don't even have to bring it in anymore because we already know what we want to do. Now, America's team wasn't necessarily America's offense this weekend, and Dan said early on Get Up, he said, Dak Prescott has to be better than the superstar quarterback. Well, sometimes Dak Prescott has to beat the defense,
3: and what the Green Bay Packers did to him was lie, lie, lie. And you know me, like, Archie, I like to let everybody see the clip before him. This is that second interception, the first red zone. One I honestly think is gonna be on that tight end mm-hmm. and wide receiver in the slot. The second one is everything. So, City Lamb is in the slot right here. Now, City Lamb's rule is, he's got what we call a middle read, okay? We could say it this way, number if there's a one high safety or middle field close, he's gonna run a seam. If there's two safety, he's gonna take that seam, push vertical, and run an in route. Now, as he gets off the line of
5: scrimmage. Hold on one second, there. Here's what So here's what you wanna do. You wanna make CD Lamb read this as he leaves. If you run it back to the beginning, we're gonna have a safety here that looks like he can go middle of the field or he can go to the half. So you have to read that on the run. This could be a combo coverage right now with those two safeties, whereas Ford, he can make sure that they're comboing these two guys, and now Jair Alexander is out of the play because we're expect- expecting pressure or man to man on the outside. So a
3: lot of money coverage. Now traditionally RC when you come off the line of scrimmage, you tell these guys, find those safeties. Yep. What's happening is, is this safety's going back and this safety's going back. So initially you're like CD, see cover two, mm-hmm. see that middle field open, that's who would be running that in route. But everything happens off this guy Ford. Now, we want to call this traditional Tampa two. Yes. The reality is that he would start down here and then get back to the middle of the field. What happens is he starts high and kind of hangs high. And as you see CD Lamb get so vertical. So what this is though, this is what Tyron Matthew and the Kansas City Chiefs yes.
5: begin to do under Steve Spagnuolo. You want the athletic guy who's now working top level down instead of having a backer who is running with his back turned to the quarterback because we see so often
3: the ball float over his head and be able to split the safeties. And reality is this, to right now with those traditional safeties, that is Tampa 2. And you would tell C.D. Lamb, run your in route. But he comes up vertical, and he's finding this guy who's right in the middle of the field. Yep. Safety-wise, he goes, well, am I running a, a, a seam? Am I crossing his face? And there's the confusion that happens between him and Dak Prescott. Well, and also, here, here's what helps, though. The way that this safety here, the
5: way that Savage got out of the middle and also his depth doesn't allow cd lamb and Dak
3: prescott to know exactly what coverage they're getting he's that traditional or pre-aligned tampa two mike linebacker if everyone at home thinks brian urlacher he would start low and run with that guy this time green bay starts him high and makes cd think man is that a safety in the middle field he's not a linebacker position wise even though there's two high safeties totally confused both him and the quarterback early
5: on we taught you the counterpunch to what everybody is doing defensively by getting backers and dbs and linemen that can go sideline to sideline here's the counterpunch to what offenses are doing you want to spread me out you want to push in between the two safeties well i'll put an athlete there who's seeing top down instead of a non-athlete who's running with his back turn to the quarterback that's a great, great play by green bay dallas you better get in the lap.
1: Oh, let's continue on with the Cowboys. It's guys, all point. this talk about where Odell Beckham Jr. is going to go. The Cowboys right in the thick of that. Not that they don't want another receiver, but, man, C.D. Lamb's been great. Cowboys owner Jan- Jerry Jones made his weekly radio appearance. We're asked here, about so. Lamb's performance and said this about an addition.
4: And, man, is that encouraging to see him playing at that particular level. C.D. Lamb, for instance, had the best game that I've ever seen him play.
3: Does CD's performance alter your thinking or change your mind about Odell
4: Beckham? I don't think so. A talent like Beckham is additive, just stacks on top.
1: So the hype for OBJ continues. Jerry, at this point, just signed the guy. Anyway, is Jerry right here, Marcus?
2: He is absolutely right. We saw the Los Angeles Rams with the best wide receiver in Cooper Cup last year still go out and get Odell Beckham Jr. And we saw it pay dividends when they got not only to the playoffs, I mean, into the playoffs, but all the way through the Super Bowl before the unfortunate ACL injury. Look, you can't have too much. We're still in an era where dominant receivers matter. That era has always mattered when it comes to football. And to have two guys opposite that a defense has to make a decision on as far as how they'll cover, how they'll use their safeties. I think OBJ would be a home run for the Dallas Cowboys, and he would absolutely make this offense better in the run and pass game.
1: Yeah, C.D. said he'd be all good for it, too. It makes sense because C.D. Lamb's accounted for 32% of the Cowboys' targets this season. That's the highest rate by any (laughs) player in the NFL. He's like, sure, come on over. Take some pressure off of me. Don't get the
2: deal done, man. Let's
1: do it. All right, next, the Raiders dropped their seventh game of the season. Derek Carr couldn't hold back his disappointment. I know he's not supposed to, but – R.C.'s going to tell us what's happening in Vegas. Ooh, we'll be right back.
0: Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
4: The NFL
1: returns to Mexico with our Week 11 Monday Night Football matchup. The 49ers taking on the Cardinals. 8 Eastern on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and the ESPN app. Coverage begins with Monday Night Countdown at 6.
3: Well, with 52 seconds to go, this is the ballgame. It's fourth and seven for Derek Carr. Cold bring a blitz, off his back foot, lobs for the end zone for Adams, knocked
2: away, no
0: flag. You know,
2: I'm sorry. Mistakes as usual, you gotta have everybody on the same wavelength. I wish everybody in that room felt the same way about this place. And as a leader, that pisses me off. Sunday's supposed to be fun, and it's the least fun day of the week right now.
1: Well, that was the latest in a series of close losses for the Raiders this season. The Raiders have played six games that were decided by one score this year. They've lost all of them, and Las Vegas is the only team that is winless in that scenario. This is a significant decline from last season when the Raiders <clears throat> were 7-2 in one-score games, tied to the second-best record in the NFL. So despite those struggles, head coach Josh McDaniels still has full support from Raiders owner Mark Davis, who told ESPN, quote, People in today's world want instant gratification. The guys coached nine games. We're two and seven. Not the results we're looking for, but at the same time, we've lost six one score games with the ball and a chance to win at the end. Yes, the music sets the tone. He went on to say Rome wasn't built in a day. All right, a lot to unpack here. Marcus, where does the blame lie in your mind? <laughs> this is not a funny conversation, but you're fake.
2: Yeah, Yo, like first of all, okay, I get it. It means a lot to guys. All right, and I'm, I'm supposed to be going to complete a completely different way. Man, Derek Carr, go to, back to the locker room, bro. Like, what well, people lose in this league, and we all have been through it. Dan didn't win a game his whole career in the NFL. Whoa! <laughs> in the NFL. And, Sorry, Dan. And, but, but here's <laughs> on a serious note, though. Just because like, helped? like. Last year, you guys know, I called Derek Carr, Johnny Cash, and I talked about his leadership yeah. and talked about the thing. I like the guy. I really do. Right. I, I, but that right there, everybody go through stuff with their body. You're talking it. about the everybody tears and the emotion. I get it. Like, I get that you upset. I get that you right. angry. But this league is about doing something about it. All right, that's really what it boils down to. How many times have we heard, what have you done for me lately? That's the NFL. We've seen guys have success, fall off the next year, and be forgotten about. So what's so,
1: gone wrong?
2: So I looked at the last four plays of this game, okay? Mm. And I point a lot of this to Josh McDaniels. I look at the last four plays of this game. Now, y'all tell me. This is a screen to Josh, J- Josh Jacobs.
3: It ran on second this down. is a
2: run, ga- run to Josh Jacobs. This is a pass across the middle to Foster Moreau. And then the last play of the game when you need to score, you throw to Devontae Adams. What are you paying him $100 million for?
3: That's mm. Why
2: would you go get him, of all people, with the game on the line, and you throw one pass to him in the last four plays of regulation? Are you kidding me? So Gilmore stands over Devontae Adams after the game over, and we all got respect for Stefan Gilmore. I want to see him do it four times, mm. or at least two, mm-hmm. right? So we, we, we have these conversations about the Raiders. We talk about their talent. We know what the injuries are. That's not telling me you trying to win. I going to say
5: this. Um, at some point, we also have to point the finger at Josh McDaniels. I understand it was Derek Carr's post-game interview, and that kind of has sparked this conversation, but we're talking about a team who loses a coach to one of the biggest scandals in NFL history. We're talking about a team who had to deal with the Henry Ruggs situation, which was an extreme tragedy. And that team makes the playoffs with a special teams coach that has never led a team. We watched Josh McDaniels fail in Denver. We watched Josh McDaniels take a job, leave a job, get his old job back. People don't normally fail up, but Josh McDaniels has seen to. This is a team that had a locker room that was together enough under Coach Basaccio. And I'm going to say this about Mark Davis, who is sticking by his coach. Clearly, outcome, success doesn't matter to you. But I'm going to tell you like this. Do not stick by Josh McDaniels as as he continues to mess it up the way you have stuck by your barber. When you think about this team, think about where they were last year when it start, when it ended, and where you are now in one-score games this season. That's about coaching, that's about preparation, that is about execution. This team seemed to be able to do
3: it last year, why can't they now? <laughs> That's
1: a barber are comment. You guys um, get some good
3: jokes in there. So, like, when I, when I watched the press conference, I went and re-watched the game again this morning because I expected to see a lack of effort. The way that Derek is, like, intimating that guys aren't maybe playing as hard as they can or giving everything, that's not what shows up on tape. I don't think there is an effort issue. There's a productivity issue. The reality is this. Their defense isn't good. Their offensive line can't protect um, they don't move Devontae around enough. Derek's not playing on time that well. So there's a lot of on-the-field issues. But there has to be some type of disconnect between the head coach and the players right now. There's healthy scratches. There's guys like Darren Waller that are on IR basically the whole season. Hmm. Hunter Renfro is sitting yeah. on. These guys were at healthy at some point, and now they're not the playing. The other part
5: is this, though. Like, it's about how you approach these people. We watched uh, Coach Bassachy approach these people, treat these people, and yeah. treat these players in a way
2: that made them want to go Damn, out they, and play. They're we know the dudes they do. I, I got to get this from you. Even Derek Carr looked unsure of himself. For sure. How yeah. does that happen? He was, from, he was late
3: thrown comebacks this week.
5: Never seen I never. And how does that happen?
6: You add to I heard, add I heard it's Adams. extremely
3: difficult to learn this
5: this this, this scheme because yep. of the wording. I did hear that. We That's gotta go interesting.
1: Off. We will right, continue y'all. to keep an eye right, on this and we'll tell you y'all, what we y'all. think. We want One more thing before we go. And for that, uh, we check in on Swaggu's belt. We've oh, oh, out. oh, a oh I, do it. What, what I ain't video, do
3: it. What happened Marcus? Where's the belt?
1: Was, Here's the belt. Yo,
3: America, so y'all know, he said, first of all, your belt <laughs> looks like one of the uh, the power lines
2: that hang on the street. Them damn rice krispies.
3: Tell us You said your
2: belt was too, loose. That's why no, bro, no, I was skinny. tightening the belt, bro. Your belt was like a power in the belt.
3: line.
2: <laughs> I was tightening the belt, America, and it popped off.
3: Yo, we have all
2: I, he has okay. the been there. He here. has been intermittent fast the
3: belt was too
5: loose and he tried to rectify the problem. It popped